Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Hey, hey as you can tell, this uh, setup is a little bit different. Uh, we got things going on, popping off this weekend, so uh, we had to make do with whatever way we can to make sure we continue to get, get this out to y'all every week. So uh, pardon the, the the sound quality a little bit this week and the the, the setup. Yeah. But, hey, I'm on the road, and we still going to make this happen for y'all. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hey, man, you know we still going to make it to where people don't even notice, man. It sound better than 99% of these other podcasts. So it ain't no thing, ain't no thing. We make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Cash, for the new people who ain't never heard of us and don't know what we do, can you uh, can you please enlighten them? Yes, sir. As usual, Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast is a podcast of two partners, two friends, over 20 years of, of friendship about music, sports, entertainment, culture. Each and every week on Tuesdays at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can get a whole lot of music, a whole lot of sports, a whole lot of banter, just just picture this as you and your best friend talking about sports and music. And then we do have some people on, you know, every now and then interview some some artists, entrepreneurs and just people that are doing things in the community that are, that are positive. So that's that's a little bit of what we do each and every week. If you rock with it, make sure you tune in and by all means, spread the word. That's that's how we grow. So that's just what we about. Yeah. Cash, I want to let you know, got this new shirts on, man. Uh, so. This is what you're going to be receiving yours real soon. Uh, anybody else, if you want to, like, go ahead and start pre-ordering, I know we're going to start getting that together. We will set that up shortly, and we will let y'all know when it goes up for sale. So uh, that's that's going to come out soon, too. Uh, but, hey, situation is what it is right now. So, hey, we ain't going to do the usual banter. Let's just go on and jump into it, and let's not waste any time. Let's, we got, we, like I said, uh, we're on the move. We got things to do, and this ain't the most optimal setup. <laughs> All right, man. Let's uh, let's get to it. So, uh, where do we where do we want to start, man? Uh, I'll let you get it off, man, because I know uh, Henry Ruggs Raiders organization. You guys are going going through it, man, with the uh, just a lot of different things this season, man. So, uh, but more importantly, a life was lost uh, earlier this week. So, I'll, I'll let you take it away, bro. First of all, I want to say my uh, my deepest condolences and prayers goes out to the family uh, of Tina Tentor, the 23-year-old female who lost her life during the tragic crash that happened on uh, earlier this week uh, involving the Raiders player Henry Ruggs. So I, I know a lot of people have been, now at the same time, a lot of people have been down in Henry, Henry Ruggs, and rightfully so. The man did uh, take a life, and he was drinking and driving and all these things. Uh, so uh, the, the the team has spoke. Uh, Rich Vasasia, you'd have had uh, Mark Davis, and you'd have had Derek Carr all speak on the situation. And uh, all of them show some little compassion still towards Henry Ruggs. Not, uh, compassion may be the the wrong words, but they say they still there. Just as like if you was there for a family member as well, uh, if they had been through this, uh, you know they're gonna go through the consequences. But hey, you don't you don't went through things with that person. It's not just gonna be uh, just throwing them out as like a demon and you're casting them out as thing. You understand the wrong they did. You understand where where their lapse in judgment happened. But uh, that's still your family member. You know, and that's how kind of how they had they had a bond. Uh, I don't know Henry Ruggs like that, so I can't say I got that same type of 
compassion to the situation, but I can say as a, I have been a black 22 year old male growing up and I have did some stupid things. Luckily, the stupid things I did did not take a life, but I can understand, uh, well, I ain't gonna say I can understand. Uh, I can see how wrong decisions could lead you down that path. And it wasn't a, my, his intention to go out and just murder somebody, but the 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 wrong choices was made that night that ended somebody's life and he's gonna have to pay for those consequences. So, um, but could it could it easily some of those things I did at 22 ended in that same same light? Yes, but did they? No. Uh, I'm very fortunate. He's not. Uh, that's that's about all I could say on the situation. Once again, thoughts and prayers goes out to the family of Tina Tentor. What it has did for the Raiders organization, though, I mean, this is just another tragic thing that we didn't have to like go through mid-season in a winning season at that with something we haven't had in a long time. And now wide receiver number one gone. First lost our coach, and now we lost our wide receiver number one. I know that's making light of the situation because the life was lost, and we I'm talking about football, but we got to look at the whole reason we really care about this thing is because of the football thing. And the reason there's bigger news is because of uh, the football player drinking and driving is not just with Henry Ruggs. That is a nationwide problem. And it happens everywhere. People die because of drinking and driving. And it's an ongoing problem. A lot of people who are out there speaking on this situation, you know, they didn't drunk and drive at some point. Luckily they didn't take no life, but it's the same chance and choices that he made his, his just ended different. People go out there speeding. Everybody speeds everywhere. I you can't tell me you ain't never speeding nowhere. Going to the sets of mounts that he did, probably not, but you done pushed it sometimes. And I, I know people that hit at least over 100 and stuff like this. And those consequences didn't end that same way, but it, it could have. And on that light, I just want to say that the human element of it on, the, on that sense, like you, you, you really got to take that into thought. And hopefully you, we make better choices off the wrong things that and future football players make better choices off what we learned from this situation. So I know it got had me thinking hard about the things I do on a daily basis. And uh, as far as like speeding and stuff like this, and then, uh, you know, compared to what, what was going on, you know, when you get in this car, you really have to think about the other drivers on the road. I, I like it that you, you likened it back to things that we've both done in our younger twenties. Because that's that's what I wasn't seeing on a lot of the different talking heads and, and things like that, like all of the stupid stuff like they never again, a life was lost. Right. And you you can't undervalue that. I would never undervalue that. And and I'm on record saying, you know, you got to throw the book at them or anybody like that, because that could be my mom, my dad, somebody I I hold closely in the situation of not being here anymore because somebody else makes a reckless decision. At the same time, we've both made that reckless decision. It's not to compare how many drinks or how many shots we've taken to, to what he took. No, you knew when you hopped in that car that you were jacked up, you know what I'm saying, on some alcohol, period. You, you knew that. So with that said, man, like the, the compassion that Derek Carr was showing for Ruggs, I felt that because – Again, man, this is somebody that you're with every single day and you know in their heart of hearts they will take this back and they're going to have to live with that life loss for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? You don't know how this is going to affect him. And again, a life is lost. So 
but it's a lot of different layers to this and you can't look at it as one way as just throw the book at them. You know what I mean? And again, this is sports and, and sometimes it intersects with life in terms of it just makes you take a, a real hard look at, at what you're doing, even, you know, having happy hour after Friday, you know, on Tuesday or whenever you go to the bar just to unload and have a few drinks with some of your coworkers, you know what I mean? It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. You know what I mean? And you have to be a defensive driver, even when you're sober, because, you know, people are doing these taking these type of chances with your life <laughs> each and every day as you get on the road. So it's just unfortunate that, you know, just the Raiders organization is having to go through this from a sports perspective and then a family having to grieve from a just real life perspective. So I don't know how you guys kind of get past this in terms of just so much going on with the season and, and keeping you guys' head straight, you know, so just say, yeah, man, prayers to, to the life loss, man. It's just a diff- difficult situation, man, difficult situation. Uh, with that, Raiders, we need to go out there and win this game. This is still a must-win game for us and everything right here, uh, especially with the situation. We can't let one of these must-win type or, or uh, something that was checked off as a win go go away like that. Like So we, I, I hope the players can still, you know. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize and actually go on the road and uh, to get this win against your New York Giants. Yeah, and um, that's a good good segue. Um, we, we do talk about sports here as well, but OBJ is out there on the market. He just lost a wide receiver one with all that you have going on, Perez, in, in that Raiders organization. Do you bring OBJ in with all that he brings to the table as far as just who he is because I don't think he's a problem in a locker room. I think that is one of those things that where his persona, like Cam Newton, overshadows everything else. Like, you don't hear bad things about him. You know what I mean? But you also mm-hmm. don't necessarily may want that added layer to to your team in terms of he's a marquee and name I, I and differ, all that. I differ on this. Uh, so, uh, really, it's two receivers out there. I think we can keep our eye on. So I, I it's Deshaun Jackson as well. In my opinion, I would rather have Deshaun Jackson to keep that speed, uh, that back end speed uh, for us uh, going forward with losing Henry Ruggs and everything. I think that'll keep uh, the defenses. We can keep operating the same way. You know, he's not going to command as many touches as, like, say, a OBJ uh, would want to to beef up his stats, and that way Derek Carr can keep doing what he want to do, and you know, slight uh, passing it around a little bit, uh, but. I mean, I'm not going to pass up on the OBJ type talent as well. And I think OBJ would bring uh, what he learned from these past two organizations, New York Giants, him being what a so-called diva, if you want to say that, demanding his release from there, ending up in Cleveland. Cleveland, nobody wanted to go to Cleveland yet, but he got lucky where they had enough talent on the team where the team has done well, but it hasn't necessarily translated over for him with the quarterback and the deficiencies of that quarterback. So he demanded his release again. So he knows what will happen if you're a diva and you're demanded off a good team or, or a decent team and how you end up. So him bringing that type of knowledge and experience to the team will help like settle down some some other disgruntled player or somebody else who's on the talent, like, hey, man, kind of be careful what you wish for if you're trying to get out of here, man. You're in a good situation, da 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 yeah, I, I believe that type of leadership 
we could get from OBJ. The production wise and everything, I mean, it, really, we still got we still got uh, Waller. We still got Renfro. I mean, there's uh, Brian Networks was was coming along as well, being clutching like the fourth quarter and everything. I ain't gonna say none of those are superstars. I think OBJ would lend that superstar. Uh, and that wide receiver number one and demand like the double teams and stuff a little bit more. So uh, I, I think everybody would eat a lot more if OBJ was there. I think if Deshaun Jackson comes in, we continue rolling like how we was and we can still spread the ball around. So either one of those would be great. Uh, the cheaper option for me, I think, would be Deshaun Jackson. And then we can go out there and look at our wide receiver room next year. And if other talents going to be out there. Devontae Adams supposed to be out there. OBJ may or may not sign like a long-term contract. He may do a one-year. We can look at it then and, you know, see what talents we want to bring in fits best with the team. But if OBJ came on this team, you think I ain't going to be hyping them up? You must be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, same thing. I, that's that's the problem I would love to have. That's a problem I would love to have. So I, I really don't mind that at all, bro. Like, <laughs> give, give me give me that problem in the single. Yeah. Seven days of the week, 366 on a leap year. I, I, I want that smoke any, anytime. It doesn't matter to me. Give, give, give me that smoke, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, after, after what was going on, though, what went on during the week, I mean, for us to fall in this situation where we kind of got our pick of a wide receiver a little bit, or got options, you know what I mean? Got options. We may not get either one of those guys, but the option was there for us to, like, go ahead and keep moving. And I, I as a Raiders fan, if one of those are not on the team or do not end up on our team, hey, that whole management staff got to go. Like, hey, this happened. <laughs> I feel you. This, this, this fell in our lap this way, uh, and, and we don't get neither one of them on the team. Oh, y'all got to fucking go. <laughs> I feel you. I, I, feel you. I feel you. I mean, it's, you got to go all in, especially with the – the talent on offense that you guys have and, you know, the defense middle of the pack. I'm not saying you guys are world beaters, but you have the ability to given the right situation. You guys can compete with anybody. There's nobody running away from, with the AFC right now. Now you have a little bit of problem on, on in the NFC, but you know, you know, there's the rest of the season to be played. No matter those all-star teams don't always work out when you're talking about the Rams, but yeah, man, um, it's, it's a battle for the West Coast right now, man. And you guys are in the arms race. So if you guys can get OBJ, that, that'd that be great, man. But, you know, there's another team that's going to do something. Or Deshaun. Or Deshaun. I think Deshaun still keeps it. I think he's washed. But, I mean, he was on. He was playing with us last year. So I, I think it's I think it's a wrap for him, man. Like, he's lighting the ass. You know, he get nicked up one time. He off the field. So I don't know if you really want to yeah, depend yeah, on him. yeah. And both of them have been injured. OBJ prone. the same way though. OBJ been getting injured for the past two years it, too. Yeah, there. that's my point. Like both of them are injury prone in the, the past couple of years, or have a lot of injuries piled up over the course of their their career, like severe injuries. When you're talking about OBJ, but yet when I see him and I watch the film, it doesn't look like he's missed a step in terms of running, route running, catching, and all that. It just Baker Mayfield's not a really good quarterback. In getting him the ball, but you put him, you put him with a Derek Carr, a, a Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady. Out of Tom Brady's out of the question, but I'm just saying, you put him with a quarterback that yeah. can utilize him and that commands his respect. At the same time, who knows? Uh, maybe he doesn't respect Baker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who the fuck are you to tell yeah. me? I'm not running this route right. You know, and all the little things that may be be going on. I would love to. I would love to see what really 
happen behind the scenes in Cleveland because you never really are told that. You know what I mean? All, all you hear is the the different rumors, but you never really get what actually went down between the guys in the locker room. So it is what it is, man. That that video came out, looked bad, looked really bad on OBJ when, in terms of that divorce and that split with the Browns uh, with his daddy and all of the times that OBJ was open or or not. Uh, so it's just... just just terrible way to go out, and I gotta believe somehow, some way. I don't think it's a terrible way to go out. I think it was a bad, like I, I think it's been brewing for a couple years. I, I think they should have let him go last year when it wasn't working out, and they was winning without him. They should have just reworked the contract some type of way and let him go then, because you knew it wasn't kind of working for you. Uh, but them just holding on, just out of principle, that we gave him this big contract and we trying to hold on to him long as I long as we can it's but it, it seemed like it caused more problems than it did to benefit uh than it did anything to benefit the team with uh Baker trying to force the ball to him at times like we seen games like that where he was literally trying to force him and you knew that had to come from uh the frustration on OBJ you know what I mean and then when they when he's out of the game they play better. They 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 play better. Like that's just, that's just, I mean, they went all the way to the AFC Championship. Now Cleveland got some. Woo! They got a problem on their hand. The the guy, the quarterback, ain't that good at all. But he ain't the worst quarterback neither. Right. And he took them to the AFC Championship. And you got a choice to make. Do we go back into that quarterback well and run through all this and, you know, yep. <laughs> <laughs> or do we keep this guy? And at this point with Cleveland, it's, it seems like you should keep that guy. But at the same time, I understand do your reservation to resign that guy. He's below average. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he below, it's like this is the – these are the guys – this is why I get so mad at certain guys not being in the league, but some guys just fall into certain situations prayers to where it benefits them. And this is this is it. Right here. This is it right here. You got Cam Newton sitting on the sitting on his couch right now, who I'm sure can do a lot better than Baker, or at least be right where Baker is, but he's he's without a job. And just Baker's yeah. just in the right situation, right time, and he's gonna flourish and get a new contract. Now he can't do things like that in terms of demand or command a certain amount of money because well, quite frankly, man, he better take whatever they put. Yeah, up. you got to take, take the first contract table, they he give. Just say, I even got to look at it. We good. We good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Good. You, you trying to keep me based on? <laughs> I saw my numbers. Shit, <laughs> you, you still want me at this number? Oh, yeah. Where do I sign? <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> that's I where get self starting quarterback in the NFL. Oh yeah, that's Ooh. where self realization, yeah, self actualization. That's where it comes, man. That's where it absolutely has to come, man. <laughs> Self-realization, self-actualization, man. Yeah. I think that rolls perfectly into our next topic, man. <laughs> Let's stay with line after Aaron Rodgers. So I know people like Aaron Rodgers. And it, it's just it boggles my mind that like when they think when motherfuckers think they smarter than a whole room. And, yeah. and and they still they still stick to their guns. Like, how do you go on Pat McAfee show? And he made sense on certain aspects, but for the most part, fam, you lied. And the team did too. You know what I'm saying? Had you yeah. maskless in front of everybody walking around, they knew you wasn't immunized. You wasn't immunized by the standards that the NFL set. Vaccinated. He he was 
immunized. He wasn't vaccinated. But the NFL, he kept petitioning. He kept petitioning for it, and they said no. So, so therefore, by the NFL standards, he wasn't. That's why he had to keep testing and doing everything daily. You know what I mean? So in his, he had his own definition. NFL had their definition, and they outruled him no matter how much he petitioned for it. So, yeah. bruh, at the end of the day, yes, it doesn't make sense. If somebody else is vaccinated, they go in, get tested. Like he gave the example, somebody ate breakfast around him on a Pat McAfee show. Uh, they ate breakfast had you know, in front of staff and all the other people that were around at the time. They tested positive. They were vaccinated. You know what I mean? Like it can happen. It doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or not. And and if anything, the protocols he was going up against was just just. I mean, actually, actually, when you think about it, he's more safer in terms of just okay. Every day that he goes into the facility, you don't you're getting tested. He's more safer. But however. You still got to follow those policies when you up in front of people at the podium. Yes, I get it. They're 20 feet away. Science dictates that. But for everybody else that's unvaccinated, they're doing these things. You know what I mean? Yeah, true that. And, and that's the thing. Like, it doesn't make sense. I get it. Scientifically, it doesn't make sense that if you're in a room, you're maskless, the people that are vaccinated in the media are 20 feet away from you. Got it. But, bruh. You're not vaccinated. You're still doing your tests each and every day. And again, people are getting vaccinated, not for just themselves. It's just for other people. He made valid arguments in terms of he has a, uh, I forgot exactly what he said he was allergic to that were in two of the three vaccines. But okay, you owe it to your body and yourself. That's, that's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, you were not vaccinated and the NFL didn't agree with whatever measures you went to as far as holistic medicine and, and the different people that you you sought out. So why? Why couldn't you stand on your 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 square in terms of just saying, hey, I'm not vaccinated and kind of like how Kyrie did his thing. Like, I, I'm not getting I'm not getting it. Like, why couldn't you just stand on it? You, you yeah. had no mandates you know, city-wise, so I don't get why he was being evading that that line of questioning and, and why the Green Bay Packers were kind of complicit in allowing him to roam about the facilities and stuff like that un- unmasked. Like, it's crazy. So, so uh, first off, on the Pat McAfee show, uh, he has a weekly thing with Pat McAfee where he comes on. It's, it's like, I think they got a little contract they started up this year where he's been on there weekly talking about games and everything. So that's how Pat McAfee has been getting all the info and stuff ahead of time uh, because they have a contract they started this year early, early on in the year uh, where he kind of got featured on there and then they just made it a regular segment on, I think, Tuesdays. I think yeah, it is. Tuesdays. He comes on there and does that. Yeah, so, uh, so you knew he was going to talk. Now, let's get into the meat of what he was talking about. I, I, I'm right there with you. Like he knew what the hell he was doing. He knew what the mandates are. And then like, he comes up with this nonsense, man. It's, it's, it's all bullshit to me. And it became extra bullshit to me. Like when he said Joe Rogan name, Joe Rogan was on there talking about taking them damn horse pills and everything Damn. else, bro. He compared himself to, my, extra he compared himself to uh, <laughs> Martin Luther King. <laughs> Man, get out of here with that nonsense. If you're doing all that extra shit, man, like it, it kind of bothers me, man. It's just like, bro, like it's a shot. 
why would you go take horse pills and and dog pellets and I don't know what else the hell they they be taking over there. But it just don't make sense. Like just go take one shot. Like why quit making up the other stuff to take in place of it? It seems like you're doing more harm. Whatever you want to say against the vaccine, there's not enough study on that other bullshit that you're taking that can kind of compare to that. So if you minute you say scientifically proven and all this nonsense, it's not enough studies on the other bullshit that you're taking compared to the vaccine. So you lose that argument flat out. It's done. I don't want to hear. Not enough people have done studies on your bullshit uh, remedy versus the actual FDA approved remedy over here. So let alone, uh, <laughs> let alone the FDA approved shit. Is still going through its trials in real life. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, they still have to get real life data in terms of what's going on with people, the people that are being vaccinated, how it affects them and, and doesn't affect them. This is an ongoing thing. Like we're still in a pandemic. We still have to be, uh, you know, get the research to support just some of the things that the FDA is doing, which wh- however you feel about the FDA and how they release drugs is how you feel about it. But nothing is 100 yeah. percent proven on either side of the coin in what in what you feel. It's just really on what you're doing, what's best for your body and your family and others around you yeah. and how you, how you feel about that, and how you want to move. Nobody's judging you for that. But we're judging you for being a flat out motherfucking lie. Like, just stop lying. Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. That, exactly. Kyrie came by and said he didn't want to take it. And you kind of got all the history of, like, the drugs and all the little stuff back there, especially against black and brown people, you know, in this country. So I can get, I can understand it a little bit more coming from him. Mm-hmm. But for Aaron Rodgers, they don't want you gone. They not out here to get you. Quit the nonsense, man. Like, <laughs> you the poster boy this, this for the league. Is, like, yeah. one of the poster boys, like, <laughs> they you... Not, they not out here. They don't want you to die. They don't want you to do all this, man. So, uh, with that, either stand on it that you didn't want to do it and you don't want to do it, like, but then to tell us that you went and you done got this alternate medicine, you would rather not go with something that's been approved by multiple different sources, but rather just your source internal documents that you did a study on and three or four different doctors that you talked to said, don't do this. Cause I can always go find three or four different people who agree with my dumb ass. I'm not that <laughs> smart on that shit. No. <laughs> and he got enough money to have people that, that agree with his side of the coin. You know, there, there's people that agree. I mean, I'm not super into holistic medicine in terms of knowledge base. So it's not that I'm a guest against holistic medicine. It's just that knowledge. I'm not knowledgeable about it. So I won't speak about it here, but you can find people it's, on it's that not, side of the coin. It's not that that's not the point I'm trying to make. His argument was trying to say that, Oh, he, his studies and all this other stuff. Like when you try to go that, that route is, 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 is mute. It's too many people who did studies on this other way. And you're saying, don't trust them. So why should I trust your two or three doctors? If you telling me don't trust them, then I don't trust none of them. Like, yeah, I don't trust this doctor, I don't notes, trust bro. that doctor. He it's, notes, it's done. I... Go, just don't take it. <laughs> That's your notes. argument. Just don't take it. <laughs> he was flipping through I the notes. I understand that more shit. than that. <laughs> he was flipping yeah. through the notes. And <laughs> Get out of here with that bullshit, bro. Yeah, yeah. He was prepared, man. He had his receipts and everything, man. So I, I encourage y'all to go go watch the Pat McAfee show in which uh, Aaron Rodgers was, was comparing himself to... Uh, to the great uh, Martin Luther King and 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 he made, his he advice made from Kyrie look like a genius, like Jesus, like he Jesus, made Kyrie like walk on water, man. He vindicated like, well, now I understand Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, he vindicated Kyrie. Like, 
I mean, people was cape people that was against Kyrie was caping for Kyrie in ways I hadn't seen them cape ever. <laughs> he said his shit was so bad. He brought people like, okay, well, at least Kyrie, you know, people was coming around to Kyrie's way of thinking, which people wasn't, they wasn't even um for Kyrie. Like, so it's crazy, man, how people, how the media sways back and forth each and every week, just depending on what, what, what floats they boat, man. But yeah, enough, enough about Aaron Rodgers to lie, man. You ain't had to, you ain't had to lie, Craig. You ain't had to lie, man. We, we. We just we just want you to play football so, and just be honest about it, man. So talking about people making up false rhetoric and you know uh, anything to suit their opinion, I think that brings us to yay on drink champs. Oh yeah, <laughs> just so go ahead, man. I let you start. As you can probably link already, the, you know how my my train of thought is gonna go when we're talking about yay. Uh, the dude has been documented and like it's, he got problems, the bipolar thing. He had multiple incidents in, in the media, uh, out in, in public, just random stuff. Like when I go pay for him as a musician, uh, I, I I was glad that I didn't receive the, the show where he rants about something else, but others, others wasn't as lucky. Uh, and then like the way he talks it elevates tries it causes itself elevating the culture is not how it's received or how it can be received uh or how it can be translated amongst the masses it works for yay because yay is fucking rich for the rest of us that nonsense he was talking about i'm, I'm a no bad my purse is my home and look i just went and got a bigger home Motherfucker, like we got kids and stuff and we gotta go to school your kids living with your wife and everything. So you can go live that nomadic lifestyle and be the typical dad that's not really there, but there kind of because you got money. You can say you can call and do all this other stuff, man. But no matter what, man, like that, 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 that talk was nonsense. Like the home thing and all this. And then uh, I thought in the interview, during the interview, they let too much of that nonsense talk go on without questioning. They was just doing it. And you could tell from the beginning, they said for the ratings, this is going to be our biggest rated show. So they allowed for all this craziness just to keep going on without questioning what, how does that translate to everybody else? Yeah. You saying like people got to be more like this, but Hey, we need jobs. We still got to have this. So nobody can just, everybody can't say, Oh, just give up on that and chase your dream type little deal. Like, no, I got to put food on the table. I got to keep my job. So I understand this. And you you, go out and create these situations because of where you done did in your life and how you done elevated constantly. It took years to get up to that level where you can be in the room with these uh, designers and everything and all these people that you put on and you done, you done network and got your way where any room that you done went into, like you know somebody that you kind of put on and work, work for so you can have conversation. That's not Big Sean. That's not uh, John Legend, you know, uh, Soldier Boy, you taking him off the record like that? That's money out of his pocket and stuff like this. So you gotta be, you gotta realize how you are different from everybody else, and the way that you translate your talk is not gonna translate for the masses. We can't go out there and talk crazy. We can't go out there and live out of a a, a purse 
<laughs> we got to have a home. We got to have kids. We got to feed these people. We ain't got friends in every city that we can just go bum and uh, lay at their house and stuff like this. That lifestyle don't work. I'm glad that it's working for you and you figured out that you got so much money, you don't have to spend money no more. The rest of us got to find out how to get to that money. So unless you're going to start donating those billions that you're talking about and you want to be the trillionaire and all this little stuff, then your 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 mindset and everything does not work for me. It's a crazy person talking. And then how you use God and all this little stuff and like that, that part, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Well, the way he talks about God and everything, it sounds like a crazy person. How all them saying, oh, God sent me. God made me do this. Like, it's too much. It's, it, it's too much for me. When he's sitting there, not even was making an effort to take away from all the poisons and stuff like that, that can have you having irrational thoughts. When he's sitting there drinking on drink champs, when he's sitting there smoking, but at the same time, in the same breath, want to call like God and all this little stuff. I understand not everybody's perfect, but you at least got to try and be that great role model for this if that's the image that you're trying to portray. But if the image you're trying to say, oh, I could do all these evils and still be still be good. Yeah, yes, you can. But you can't be the leader. You can't. You can't be the leader with doing that. Like, how are you going to get everybody in if you're saying still uh, uh, go to your vices? It's some alcoholics out there, bro. There's some real alcoholics out there. And you're telling that you're going to show them that this is the way? Nah, bro. Like, I, 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 I don't shit. Like, I, I just don't buy into you. Well, you said a lot. You said a mouthful. Um, but I want to give people a little bit of the highlights of the interview and just, just how I felt about it. Like, so... I thought it was a great interview in terms of just letting yay be yay. As far as the crazy part, I think he sounded the most sane I've ever heard him sound in the last couple of years in terms of how he presented the information, how he went about the certain things he was saying. And I think from an interviewer aspect with uh, DJ EFN and Nori, I think they let him go for the most part in wherever he wanted to go, which is kind of what I would do. If I had a, a artist and, you know, we've had people on our podcast to where we've had people who are a little bit more um, forthcoming with information and or just articulate themselves a, a lot better. And they're able to get their thoughts out, regardless of whether we agree with them or not on what they're saying. Like you allow them to cook because that's what apparently the people are are there for. And, and again, with the, the, the challenge in yay. And things like that. I'm not sure if that's Nori and EFN could have probably challenged them a little bit more on some of the thought process and things that he was saying. But for the sake of the interview, you you got to kind of let him go just based on how how well it was going. Like normally Nori interrupts everybody <laughs> in, in his uh, interview style. And that's what he gets a lot of shit for. But this time, hell, that, the interview was Kanye interviewing himself. You know what I mean? Going off on random tangents and, and bringing it back. Uh, a lot of people took a lot of headshots in terms of, you know, Big Sean, Talib Kweli took a headshot. Just Blaze, an unnecessary uh, I, you I know, didn't feel headshot. like Talib Kweli took a headshot. <laughs> he, he Talib just, Kweli, he just, because when it was presented, common or Talib Kweli, he said common. But That's then he went opinion. further. He went he, further. He explained his opinion. He explained his opinion of why. I mean, and that that's a good argument to put forth on that. 
but does everybody gonna is everybody gonna agree with that? No, no probably not. Well, I mean, I yeah, kinda, most people, most well, people. When, when you do the verses, if you if you yeah. give me the two choices, if you're giving me the two choices, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm, pick, I'm picking them. Like that's what Nori does every every single episode. Uh, I had no problem with him being direct in his choices. I had no problem with him saying what he said. Like at the end of the day, man, when you you know when you listening to these type of interviews, you want the artist to be truthful or or how they feel and and sometimes everybody's not going to be pc we say we want answers that are not pc well shit you got a mouthful of non-pc answers the only person that he did want smoke with in terms of how he was talking was jay (laughs) that's probably the only one that was safe everybody else you know i think he he really dove into how he his version of how his relationship with him and yay I mean, not yay, but uh, Drake and, and and that shit. I think how he described Drake is the very same way on how he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, throwing the rocks but hiding your hand. He said, you know, he was talking about how Drake wars and where he'll go DM people in your family, your ex-girl, or say certain things or move five blocks away from you. And he he's into the long-term game in, 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 in regards to beefing. Not necessarily beefing on wax, and I think, I think, yeah, he does the that same. That gave me shit. more respect for Drake, honestly. That gave me more respect for Drake. <laughs> but I, I think he ain't no yeah. gangster, but he knows how to get get at people, get at you. You know what you I know mean? What, and what like that you. is some shit. You know what I mean? Shit. So, but I think Yay does the same thing in terms of things I've heard about Yay, where he's probably behind the scenes, a uh, hit boy. I watched the hit boy interview with Rory and Maul yesterday, and hit boy was talking about how. Ye's camp, or it came from Ye, was telling people not to work with Hit Boy. So the same thing that you accuse Drake of, you were doing the same thing for other people that you used to work with. So it really was more eye-opening in terms of like you feel a certain type of way about Drake, but you do the same type of thing to other people's other people. And that really for me was like, man, this this it really got to the point where like this industry you know it's shady the contracts and everything but the relationships are so trivial it's so childish in, in terms of don't work with him it's, it's like fucking adult high school it just seems like and, and it's whack it, it's so it's totally whack but but back to the interview back to the interview so you know i think the just blaze shot albeit was unnecessary <laughs> but I think it was good conversation in terms of him calling Just Blaze a biter because this isn't the first time that you heard Just Blaze being a biter in producer circles. Bink Bink has yeah. called him out for that, and Bink was on Twitter actually doubling down on that. And other other producers have said that, and then with the uh, you know, but people have said that about Ye too in terms of the Common B album, how he sound like Jay Dilla. And all these different type of things. So a lot of the stuff is like, okay, yeah, you said this, but we could flip the coin and, and see how people uh, felt like, you know, your production style wasn't unique. And then the last thing about Just Blaze, I say, which I felt like it was an unnecessary shot is, yes, y'all both worked on the blueprint. Yes, Kanye was in the building in terms of just being one of those, those staples for the Rockefeller sound during that time. However, for the blueprint, there was an assignment. And Jay-Z said the assignment was to make this uh, a cohesive body of work. He was on Twitter spaces and they were talking about the harder they fall. But somebody asked him a a question about the Ye interview in Twitter spaces. And then he just was like, yo, 
everybody that works on an album, the assignment is to make it the, the best possible work. Everybody's a team player in this. So if Just Blaze came in and did soul samples, that was the assignment. So he was, Jay kind of brought it full circle. And um, so it's it's definitely something between those guys. And I know it was always a, a rivalry internally of who can make the best beats and who was the go-to guy. But at the end of the day, uh, you can't take anything from Just Blaze in terms of his production, the different type of production he's done over the course of his career. And, you know, when you compare the two, it, there's no comparison because it's what you value. Va Jay, I mean, not Jay, but Jay values what he values in terms of the fashion industry and money and oh. friends with these people, Elon Musk and all that. And Just Blaze values what he values, his anonymity, playing video games, just having enough money to be happy and do what he does outside of music. You know what I'm saying? Just don't ever have to do music again. But he's, he seems to be pretty fucking happy. And that that's just blaze to me represents the other people in the industry that I produce. I want to be in the background. And whenever I want to produce, I, I come to the foreground and do my thing. So it was a lot of, lot of different, different um, things that were going on in that interview in terms of just, it to me, it's already at like five million views. Like this is probably gonna blow anything out the water in terms of interviews for the year and be the most um talked about interview. I mean, we're talking about yeah. it. So where I will get on that, like I believe, like, I mean, this is it's very evident that Kanye is just a narcissist. And they're like the dude, he wants all of the praise all of the time. The things that you were talking about that he does and like you, if you're going to be a leader, people are going to mimic your leadership styles, your leadership uh, traits, your leader. If you're a leader in music, uh, the, the music is going to start like going towards that way. So producers are going to produce towards that way. Uh, you want to be called the leader, but you don't want anybody to do it the way that you did it or, or it, it makes no sense to me. Like if you're the leader, if people are going to mimic it, it's going to happen. Like, that, that's sound. part of it. Yeah. So, so, so if you're talking about just blaze, like, is it, are you upset that he just didn't say he don't come out there every time and say Kanye West do it? No, you're the leader at the moment. So everybody's going to try to make a sound that's, that's like that. Cause that's what everybody wants, but everybody can't afford yay. So I could be the next, the next halfway yay, and you know, and give them these beats and make me a money and come up. When he was talking about it with uh, all the, the fashion people, you know what I mean, and like they went in different directions. Could you pay the same thing that Balenciaga is gonna pay him? Could you pay the same thing that uh, Gucci is gonna pay them over here? If not, yay, that's the reason they went on these other uh, avenues. You still got the networking power to get in those buildings now. You got to understand it on that that level of leadership. You know what I mean? And that points like everybody wants to grow. Like they may have ideas. They You may be stunting their growth because you want all the credit. And they have plans to go even bigger and better. But as long as you're their boss, they can't get bigger than you. So they're going to expand and they're going to try to make a name everywhere else. So their name is more recognizable along with your name. So if they want to make an off brand, then they can make an off brand years down the road that you you're stunting them at that point. 
So if you're if, if, he he's just a leader that don't that wants all the credit and all the praise for, uh, heaped upon him, and he don't truly want to see anybody grow bigger than him. Or he and doesn't I think want that's a, that's or a he doesn't want honesty in his circle in, in certain instances. Yeah. So I I, I want to get to Big Sean, the Big Sean portion of it because that that's a big huge uh glaring thing that that occurred in that interview and i also want to get to the rapper being called labeled a rapper versus artist so i'll start with that how do you feel about the rapper xxxxx this happens like the headline how do you feel about him being in the spaces and they like kanye the rapper or yay the rapper or anybody else how do you feel about those connotations to so where wait 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 kanye this is the one person that I would, this is the one thing he said that I would absolutely have to agree with. With him, he has been an influencer. He has been a fashion uh, star. He has been a producer. He has been a rapper. I understand not wanting to be labeled as just a rapper when that's not how he came in and that's not how he started. That's not what he's continually involved in. The dude is just a flat out entrepreneur. You know what I mean? He, he, he does it all. You know, he's a one house, one stop shop. Like I like what he said about the verses. I'm pretty sure we're going to get into that in yeah. a minute, but, uh, I, 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 this is where he talked the sanest part to me. It was just like, okay, I can definitely understand that. And I can see how you can be ticked off with the media calling you that. Cause they're trying to pigeonhole you when now, when you're trying to make this business deal, they only going to say, well, you're just a rapper. Uh, like, and, and that's not true. Like you have so many other accolades. So if they can start, stop calling you that all the time, you don't have to go in with a complete resume and announce yourself when you want to go into these business deals. They should already know it. It's, it's, it, it's everywhere instead of just a rapper. And, and my thing is, Prez, where I felt him on that is, do they call Taylor Swift, Justin Timberlake, uh, uh, Adele, an R&B artist? Or just artists? Recording artists? Artists. Recording artists. So what, what's the difference between Nat... And, and, and a little boosie. They're both artists, right? They're both artists regardless of the genre of music, but it just seems like the rapper, when when talked in circles and non, non-hip-hop circles, it's like a negative connotation. And I've always thought about that for years. And I was like, shit, he hit it right on the head with that, especially when you're yeah. operating in spaces that he's operating in, in terms of trying to get into the fashion industry. And I have my my issues with how he feels he should be treated in a fashion industry because look, you're not in this industry. And as you climb, you know what I mean? You got to learn the ropes and you just can't jump right to the, to the front based on name. Will that get your foot in the door and a lot higher than anybody who's just coming from meager means to get into the industry? Absolutely. But you can't expect to be respected until you get your, your weight up just like you in, in music. You had to get your weight up. You had to bow guard, had to navigate the industry, the, all the bullshit that comes with that to get to be who you are. It's the same yeah, way uh, in all these like, other I think industries. What you're trying to say, I think what you're trying to say is like you have set fashion and you have set fashion trends throughout your time, but have you created and sold? Because that's what the that's what the business side is going to look at. What can we sell off what you did? And that's the part that he had to build up. Like, yeah, are you like all this trendsetter? Da, da, but I can't give every trendsetter 
a, this type of job because who knows where they're going to be in two years. People change. You know what I mean? People stay in the same. You may just be hot for this moment. Like you got to have that little cachet built up with you. And then I would like to see what your product sold. You know what I mean? You brought these products out here. How many of these units did you move? How many was you able to sell to this store, that store? Those are the things I'm gonna like to. I'm gonna want to do. Now, him having his own boutique that that may work for him. That may be the thing. You know, have a little boutique and have X and X amount of items. And as long as you sell a lot of all those, you're gonna continue to make money. That's how those little boutiques like kind of work. Is is the rarity of it? You know what I mean? That may work for you, but like on the bigger scale, which that company is probably thinking about, like. I don't think you need to have your own damn line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, again, yet. with Adidas, he's done his thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's done his thing numbers-wise in terms of just the line that he had with Adidas and shoes and, and all that stuff. Like, his own his own line. Like, he's doing his thing. But I think he likes to skip steps in terms of just respect in certain arenas. And he was mentioning the Elon Musk and, Bro, and all the other I, names. I want, I want to jump. Let, let me say this because I want to get misconstrued. I think he has built that now and he has that now I'm saying like the way he was talking like that. He wanted that recognition immediately way back then. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying. Now he got the catalog and he can have these conversations and he's getting into these gap and all these and being the heads and, you know, making this much money. He has all that. But at the early onset, like I think when he was having the Nike Adidas, like I understood Nike's point and, you know, I understand that at that business point, like it's not there yet. It's not there yet. You got a little bit more work to do. Da, 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 da. It, but he explained the whole Nike situation, how if he had stayed at Nike, he wouldn't even have all this. It'd be kind of painted in the corner and he'd have restraints put on him. Like, yeah, you can't do this. But the minute he sold himself as the brand, he, he was able to kind of step away from that way. They can't like take anything away from him, no matter all the craziness going on. It's like that part. All right. I, 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 I didn't mean to tell you, sir. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was my point. It's just like there, there's different steps, whatever business you get into. Like, I, I know there's different things I want to do outside of the podcast or outside of when I retire from the military and all those different type of things. But you got to understand, I'm starting at ground level, wherever I start to do. So I got to, you know, earn my keep. That's all I'm saying. So I think he he had made several points in that and just like all of the different big names he would drop. And, and all that, you know, it, whether they respect him on the same level or not and how he feels about it, I can understand. I can understand where he's coming from in terms of like, no, I I am equal to you guys. The only reason these guys are valued at a certain level, Elon Musk and, and uh, the Mark Zuckerbergs, is the dollar, the dollars that they bring in. It has nothing to do with what influ how influential they are in their respective spaces, because I will venture to say that just kind of following both of them, these guys are respected equally in their, their separate spaces. You know what I mean? So it's just different what they bring to the table in terms of value. You know what I mean? So that was dope. But I want to get to the Big Sean thing. I want to keep it back on to the music and and that dynamic. That was, um, that, that was a big one, man. That was a big one for me in terms of like, wow, <laughs> the worst... The worst signing that that you ever had, like what, like what is it? Is it the fact that he went with hip? He's rocking, rolling with Hit Boy. He started his own thing. Is it Big Sean not really aligning with his political views? You know, because there was things that Big Sean said. I, I can't. I think it's exactly. multiple different things up in there. I, I I I personally think it was multiple different things and it's reason. And I think it's recency too that he's on this. 
he's probably it, it sounds like he's still hurt about like yeah. him you know the way he approached it and the way they kind of kind of split this is like hot for the moment and he has <laughs> his argument about the ass 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 <laughs> <laughs> that shit had me wrong like that's how you want to be remembered that's, that's how you want to uh, come out on this man <laughs> that shit was hilarious but I mean again like I thought about it, like I didn't I don't like that song but I, again you know I would yay on that like uh, you might want to rethink this single but whatever you know but yeah, yeah go ahead yeah, continue yeah. Yeah. yeah so but i mean it's 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 big sean the artist that i don't think deserve to be way yet no like like I, I don't feel that way i feel like he's fine in the industry i thought he done grew on me over time as you know like i really appreciated his last uh his last album not his most recent project but the last album that he actually had and then uh uh but <laughs> yay he kind of wants to be in control. And I think like when he went out there and he talked about the contracts and Big Sean kind of put him on front street, just like he was putting everybody else on front street. I think he felt some type of way at that point about it. And then now when Big Sean views don't align with him, he want him to just shut up and not be quiet, but he's offered to go up there and speak. And this was a lot of like contradictory stuff that I think Kanye did throughout the whole time frame. He can question everything, but we can't question yet. Like that, 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 that part just that—that that was the main thing I was getting out of this. Why can you question everything, but nobody can question yay? That that everything you go into, you can like. Why do they want us to do this? Why do they want to do it? Well, well, yay. Why do you want to do something different? Why? Why does it have to be that way? Has, like, he do, he won't allow people to, to have a voice other than yourself to come camp. up with a with a with a plan. Do we have multiple different options? It should never be this or that. <laughs> there's always multitude of different ways. So are, are you opening up to everybody? You're constantly talking about all the Christian values. What about the Muslims that's out there? How does that align with their values and what they're going for? So <laughs> tell me, how does that fit in? Are you going to be open to them or is it just a strictly Christian thing for you? Like is it, so all that kind of played into, it was just like him questioning everything and not really Everybody can have ideas. I think I got an idea on how to fix the black community. <laughs> I ain't got enough people to make it work. You know what I mean? So it's just an idea. And the way I want to do it is going to anything that's going to do is going to take time. So unless you're getting these people together and you're actually uh, building all this up, you, you got a bunch of won't and all this other nonsense. It's, it's not it's not actual things that's going to gonna come to fruition. If, if you're talking about the basketball thing you was talking about with LeBron, he got to hand that trophy off to somebody else. You, you, you built another league, but your league ain't built to go against the NBA. It's not. So what other option does LeBron have? You know what I mean? If that's how he got to make his money, you started off in the music industry and built your way up. LeBron started off in the basketball and he has expanded to other things off that. That's going to be his little platform to come off of. But you are saying it in broad terms for everybody and everybody should be doing this, but we got to go off our platform and build up and come up to that level. Like it's, it's not all these people just going to immediately buy in to what you're going to do, unless you're going to cover some of the risks that they, they got to take on all these business, they only mess with black business. Who's covering the risk on all this stuff? If I got to go to this bank and get my money, like this is why I got to do it, yay. I got to follow the same little plan that's been documented and put out there for everybody else. Create a bank, create a new NBA league, create a new NFL, 
Like, unless you're doing that, stop with the fucking nonsense that only works for you and your fucking lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, and back to the Sean, the Sean thing, man. I, I just think that... Oh, uh, my fault. <laughs> I know, you went off on the tangent. I was like, where is he going? <laughs> where, where is he going with this? But uh, back, back, back to the Sean thing, man. I think that Sean uh, isn't, like, super innocent in the thing. Like, remember that Benny the Butcher song? I think it was called Timeless that came out maybe a year, year and a half ago, where he was t- talking about he's going to turn good into great. He signed a slave deal. Like, Sean been talking spicy in the raps and all literally throughout his la- his last project, not not the last project with Hitboy that just came out the EP, but his last uh, album, Detroit 2. There was a lot of little lines and bars just going back to the Drake com- com- um, conversation where Big Sean does the same thing, where there's certain things that, only you and I know that you, when you say these things and these raps, it can be perceived as you're talking about me. And then if I'm the person, like, you know what I'm saying? Me and you both rap. I know, I know what you're saying. It, it may not resonate with everybody else because I don't want to put it on, on broad street and straight diss you. Like some people like to be direct with their, diss their diss records. But I think the Drake's of the world and, and a lot of other rappers, they like to do the 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 innuendos or not innuendos, but the um, the sly comments and, and slide them in there. If you catch it, you catch it, and then the subtle, subtle, the subtle, the subtleness of it. And then if you catch, and then if you catch it, wait for you to jump out the window. And I'm just playing chess with you because if you jump out the window, I'm waiting for you to go first so I can come back and smash. In terms of just rap battles rap beats or whatever however it go and i don't think big sean was absolved of any of that and, and in terms of the slave contract slave deals and all that man all these deals in the industry man no matter who you are whether you you sign the puff whether you 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 sign to steve rifkin or any of you know leo cohen wherever these record labels are they all come back to not really benefiting the artists you know what i mean like it it, it just doesn't matter what they are they, they're not easy to understand, and everybody gets, for excuse my language, everybody gets fucked on their first contract, maybe their second, as they're learning their way through this industry. And that's unfortunate that the industry is this way. You know, I was reading an article the other day that that's even not Puff, just, that's not, I know, I'm waiting a minute, so, even Puff lost money on the locks. You know, we had the whole locks, let the locks go campaign and all that stuff. At the end of the day, he lost money signing them taking care you know taking care of all of their expenses and all that it comes with that package he lost money now i'm 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 not saying that because you are from a certain elk kanye or or puff or rick ross like every everybody like rick ross like even meek was tweeting the other day about his contract and releasing his contract who are you talking to me who are you talking about it can be perceived as this, you know what I mean? As you're, you're, you're talking about Ross or you maybe talk who you're talking about the label. You got to be very specific when you talk about these contracts and what type of contracts, how you would treat it. And you know what actually happened because when you come from nothing, these people are taking huge chances by financially backing you and putting their arm around you as well, saying you the next one, you're the next one up. So there's a lot of give and take and there's a lot of money it takes as we know, to make an artist who has a very low buzz pop. 
You know, what if I started yeah. rapping today? You know how much money it's going to take for me to be in the social consciousness of everybody that listens to music from, you know, that Twitter space all the way up into people that listen to music at their leisure. That takes a lot of money at, that I got to throw at it. So it only takes take 60,000. <laughs> we just talked about this. Jordan Lucas thought 60,000 was going to take him to the top. Yeah. So it takes millions of dollars for, for, for you to be a household name. And, and we all know the rap accounting business is terrible. You know what I mean? Like, how are you ever going? How, nobody is accounting for all of the stuff that these yeah. labels put into you. So it's just a, a effed up game overall. So, so I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, say I don't, I say, I say, I would like to say this. I say that no, he wasn't the worst signing by far. Like he was probably one of your best signings. And he, Big Sean, is one of those guys amongst the the current crop from the 2010s on up, the guys that's been doing it the last decade, the J. Coles, the Drakes, the the, the uh, Kendricks. I think Big Sean is right there uh, in terms of just coming in in that era and and just continuously getting better at the music aspect of it and, and other things he's done. But at a certain point, you got to start respecting your artist because he's 10, 12 years into the game. He he has to grow the same way you want to be respected in these spaces. Yay, with the Elon Musk and all the other big wig names that you mentioned, you got to allow these guys to grow. So when they start to have a voice, they see things different in year five, in year seven, in year 10. And they're going to be more vocal with you. So at a certain point, they become your peer, not just you're not just a boss. They're your peer and they want to be a boss, too, because they have other people to take care of. And it's only right knowing what they know from over the course of 10 to 12 years that they either come up from under you and you support that. If you're a real friend, a real boss, you support them going out to do their own thing. You don't make it hard for them. You don't go out here and shit on a hit boy in terms of, hey, don't do work with hit boy because you don't like some shit that hit boy said to you directly to your face. This is based on the hit boy interview. Go watch Rory and Maul's uh, interview. It was really good if you, you know, hip hop head in terms of what I'm talking about. But I, that's that's the type of thing, like, just from a human aspect, it just doesn't seem like Ye is the type of friend or the type of boss I ever would want to have. You know what I'm saying? Because all of the shots that he took at all, all these people, while it's good for ratings and, and a good interview and all that, he was very direct. Fam, if you've never said that to these people and you're texting them other things, like Talib Kweli was on, I think on Twitter or somewhere, he showed all of the different remarks in which he lauded Talib Kweli for letting him stay at his place when he was first coming up. Bro, you can't forget about those things. Now that you're in a position of power, you can't forget about where the fuck you came from. And that's the type of shit that I don't value in, in a man. I don't care if you're Kanye West. I, I, don't, I don't value that. Like, if I've ever helped you out or if I've ever done something to you or if, or if me and you have a problem, I should be able to tell you. I should be able to tell you that. Now, if I go back on the interview and I tell everybody else, but me and you should at least have a conversation. And if I'm asked yeah. that on an interview, I should be able to be truthful about a conversation we had or you should, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But I, that's the type of shit that where I was like, yeah, man, you you ain't allowing your artists to grow. And plus you in a different space to where you you have your hand in a lot of different things. So how good music started when he was all about the music, actually producing hands on being in the studio with his artists. He's no longer doing that. So I, I got to go, man. Like the Kanye stamp don't mean as much as it meant 10 years ago. And 
And that's how I feel. Like Tiana Taylor, again, I brought that up the other week or on a pod. She's another artist that's fighting to get away from good music. Saha the Prince. So it's not that I think he's like as bad as a businessman because I don't know the business. I don't know the specifics of it. But if all of those 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 people are complaining about their issues, John Legend is another one that took a lot of headshots in his in his interview. Um, in terms of his his feelings toward Kanye and and being you know his political preferences, which come on, yay man! Like everybody doesn't have to agree with your 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 politics or even support your candidacy because it seemed like lunacy at the time. Every and you just can't expect that, you know what I mean? People don't have to ride with you in just because they ain't yes man. That's what I got. Like a lot of yeah. people waiting yes man and. They was talking bad in the media, bro. Like if I if I tell you face to face that I don't agree with you, I'm I I got all right to say that in the media as well. Right. <laughs> I'm not trying to bring you down or nothing like this, but at the same time, I'm not trying to have you as my fucking president. And I didn't. I don't think anybody <laughs> said anything egregious. And like I'm, I'm I'm not. I don't have all the receipts here in terms of what common because common took a shot. Even though he big comment up with the verses, comment verse Talib, he also said something um, negative in terms of uh, comment and not necessarily agreeing with his political views. It, again, man, everybody not going to agree with you and you can't be childish enough to take a shot at them because they didn't agree with you and how you presented yourself. Like maybe these people are actually serious about who they vote for and, and need to hear, you know, you really, really be all in if you're going to be all into this. But like overall, man. This this was a, a interview for for the for the books, man. And I think Nori did a, yeah, a great yeah, job. Yeah. It's so many like you know like we we have pods where we whether we interview people or not, where we like, I'd be like, damn, I wish I would have said that, or I wish I would have said this, or I wish I would have went this angle with it because I was thinking about it prior to the interview, but got caught up in the conversation. And I think that uh, for the most part, if I had to rate this interview, it's probably like an eight eight and a half out of ten in terms of just keeping my attention. Uh, the interviewee being forthright and very open and honest with how they felt, regardless of whether I agree with it, he was polarizing. And it was the Kanye effect all over again. And this is why he he feels he can do what he wants to do and, and act the way he want to act. But I want to end, I want to end with, I don't think I saw crazy in this interview. What? I don't think I saw crazy. I thought I saw a narcissist Speaking his truth. Yes, I'd, I would have liked to hear him come out and say he was clinically diagnosed with bi- being bipolar. Does he agree with that clinical diagnosis? But this is Nori. This is Drink Champs. Do I expect him to come back to that question or really dive in to, to the mental health thing? Like we're into the mental health I thing? I only no. answer to God. Let me have a little <laughs> drink, bro. Let me take a shot. I only answer to God. Yeah, let me, but let me can I smoke this right here, bro? Cut out exactly. Yeah. But what? what do you expect? It's a it's a drink champs interview, so I didn't expect him to get that deep <laughs> into his mental health aspect, which I would have loved. I would have loved him to do that, but he didn't. And so again, man, I overall think it was a great interview. It's gonna be talked about for weeks and weeks on end, and I, I'm not sure how they top this outside of getting Drake on Drink Champs. Or maybe Big yeah, Sean yeah, or somebody, you know, not they're gonna to do numbers the with issue. a trick to address the yeah. issue from there. I think you have Soldier Boy on there. You let Soldier Boy <laughs> on for a little bit. I didn't even uh, mention the, the shot Soldier Boy got. Like, but that was shit that was honest, bro. Like that was honest too. That's why I'm saying, like, yo, it was it was whack. Hey, hey, yeah, I got I, we gotta wrap up because I All gotta right. go, gotta get going here. But <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I'm glad that you thought it was an interesting interview. Uh, truthfully, if I didn't have to listen for this pod, man, and you know have good conversation about it, I would have turned <laughs> that shit off after like five minutes. Uh, yay is yay to me. He's fucking crazy. He makes good music from time to time. What he'd have made ever since my dark twisted fantasy has not been that great to me. Uh, he leans like too heavy on all the features and everything. Uh, after that, uh, it just it's just not great music. It's not the 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 yay that I didn't I, I like. You know what I mean? So uh music wise his thoughts on business his thoughts on everyday life his thoughts on uh christianity his thoughts on all that like it just don't align with me or anything that i i kind of see everything is from a rich person perspective now looking back and saying everybody should do this when you're not really looking at that come up part and how we're able to do this. Unless you can map out that plan, yay, I ain't got time to hear this other bullshit that you're talking about. And you're, you're, the way you treat people and not want anybody to get bigger than you, like that part just kind of kind of me. But after five minutes, I would have turned that off. Bro. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Fair I, enough. I, Fair enough. The way he came out and did everything else, like, bro, like, I was like, yeah, we're about to get the same old yay. You're going to get some crazy talks. You're going to get some snippets and stuff out of this that you're going to be able to run with for years and years. But it's nothing to change my outlook on yay. Yeah, man. With that said, man, it's episode one thirty three. We was all over the place. This was good conversation. It happens. What a, what a week in the culture, man. Like what a week. Like it's just so. And it's so many things that we've left off. Like it's just so many things yeah, that yeah. happened this week yeah, it's a that lot. we haven't even got a, got a chance to address, man. So. Kanye, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I mean, sorry, Ye, you know, the artist formerly known as Kanye. Ye, Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie, uh, you know, Henry Ruggs, it's just, we're just all over the place, man. But that, that's, that's, the, that's the episode, man. You guys make sure you follow us at Don't Sleep Net on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know how you feel about the episode. Hit us in the comments on wherever you, you know, got, you guys stream our podcast. Rate us as high as you possibly can rate us. And then still one from my man, Bomani Jones. Anything less than five stars, I can deem you a hater. You know what I mean? Because I know we do a good job each and every week. So y'all rock with us. And last but not least, um, if you rock with us, definitely go to our patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. Drop a few dollars to your boys if you want to become one of our Patreons to get bonus episodes or if you want to just make a one-time donation. That's that's totally up to you. Uh, you know, we work hard each and every week to get these things out and it, it provides you guys some so, sort of uh, uh, release from the real world, whatever's going on in your life for, for the amount of time that you allow us in your speakers and, and in your home. So we appreciate that. If you got a shout out of everybody else's name and say, I was in the room with this person, then you ain't the true leader of that situation. If they're not saying your name in those cases, you're not the leader. Episode leader that. 133. Don't sleep on the couch podcast. Cash and Mr. Press. We got. <laughs>